Welcome to Keeping the Kingdom. It's your boy, Sylvester Stimley. And hey, today I have a very special guest here, along with another guest in the room. So this is my brother, Vince, and I got Peter Dow here, man. We've, we've done life together um, in the marketplace, and, and Vince has, has been a very special part of my life, especially through some very tragic seasons of my life. And so I'm excited just to see where God is going to take this conversation today. Um, but folks, if this is your first time viewing, I just want to remind you that keeping the kingdom is not just a saying, it's a lifestyle. And so, uh, Vince, uh, man, many people may know you, they may not know you, but I'd love for you to just, um, give us, give us a little bit about who Vince is, you know, cause, cause you're, you're a husband, you're a father. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the fam. Tell us just, you know, we're going to get into your testimony and just what God yeah. has done in and through your life. But who are you? I think the craziest thing is it feels good to be called Vince rather than Pastor, Pastor Dobbins. <laughs> you, you know, because yeah. we, we talked about yeah. this, right? It we talked just, about this. Yeah. That's love. That's love. Come on, bro. Listen, I'm a lover. Mm -hmm. I love animals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a zoologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a veterinarian of sorts. Let's go. Um, I love life. And before we get into occupation, I love being. Mm. I love mountains, lakes, rivers. Come I love on. to work out. You know, these 22s, those are 38, you know, but <laughs> um, give me a little time. I'm trying to do my push-ups at night. Um, Occupation-wise, I'm a pastor. Used to obviously work in mortgage and some other things. I could probably sell uh, ice to an Eskimo, but <laughs> I do it all for the kingdom now. Let's go, baby. This is why we need Jesus. Yes, sir. Um, and it's a special K in kingdom. You know? mm, come on. So I'm... I'm proud, man, I'm, I'm, I feel so good to be here. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, from athletics to academics, but the culmination is in Christ. Mm. And to see you receive your mantle and um, wear it well, that's something. It's an emotional moment. This mm. is not just, I do a lot of gigs per se. I may teach or preach or do contracts or uh, teach companies, but this is this is the faith of family. Come on. You know, and that's why I feel this fuel on the inside. Bro. Man, it's like, real. Most don't know the. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know the 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 hours of prayers Whew. when I've had to call you. Mm. And I'm out of my mind. Like, I don't know what just happened to me. Yeah. Cause I felt I've always felt safe with you and it's nothing short of how God crossed our paths to my wife. Right. Because right. we from West Texas, but we've never met. Yeah. And then forget, like, have you, I don't know if you've even thought about that. Like how, <laughs> like, how is it that our families did not meet? Cause there's nothing in Midland, Odessa, <laughs> right? Oil. and athletics. <laughs> That's it. And then to bring us here, um, and the fact that me and my wife had, I don't know if I told you this, but me and my wife had never really met over the 20 years that she had been a part of my family. And she had been like my cousin doing her hair and all these things. Wow. God's timing. Wow. His ways are always harder than our ways. And he just knew, he knew I wasn't ready. And so for us to be connected to, to the very first time I came to the, the gathering with all the guys and yeah. like we hit it off right away. Right. Yeah. And I immediately fell safe. I felt safe to where I could be vulnerable and transparent with you, which is why when I went through the most tragic seasons of my life in 2020, 
Mm. Um, when I thought my life was going to be ended, uh, I was able to call you and you didn't ask me questions that some would ask was when, when are you going back to work or when can you come in and reproduce your success? Like you actually just sat there and said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that was all you kept saying. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had to be, you had to face that. And so, um, there's not, I haven't told you, but, but there's, there's not many people that handle me in that season mm. the way that you did. And so I'm, I'm truly grateful for you. Man, I'm, I'm concerned about you. Uh, everybody looks for the giant, the king, but nobody really checks on the man. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> Whoa. Everybody's looking for the person that's in a title or suit, but it's our nakedness that gives us freedom. And when you met your bride, for those who don't know, we call it the crew. It's about 10 plus of us. Uh, we've known each other for, geez, 20, 30 plus years. And I told the brothers, I was like, he's a part of us. You just fit right in. And I think you're a blessing to your wife, but you're a greater blessing to us and the community and the world. Um, any, any diamond can be seen because it shines, even if it's in black coal. But most people skip over the black coal because they don't see diamonds shining all mm. the time. And so sometimes we have to dig a little deeper. And I think when you called me, when you went through such a traumatic moment, that was God digging a little deeper so that you could shine a little brighter. And I felt that on the other side of that, you know, I wasn't sure if I was even going to go here, but, but I think on the other side of that conversation, when I share with you, man, like Vince, I, I had a gun put to my head <laughs> for no reason, for no reason in a moment of worship and prayer. Um, like you didn't give me, you didn't give me scriptures. You didn't ask me like Job's friends ask, what have you done? Right. Yeah, like, like you, you didn't come at me like that. Why? I think for me, I've always been waiting for the calling. And I don't know if you remember, I joke with you. I was like, did you start the church? <laughs> Here we go. Where is it? So I asked him, did you start the church? When is it? Mm. And obviously the story took a different path, but this is the calling. Mm. We often get crushed on the way to accepting or fulfilling our calling. Yeah. It is the crushing that creates mm. this beautiful, magnificent call that everybody wants, but nobody wants the story behind the glory. Nobody wants to feel this pain. They want, they want the great power. Right. <laughs> but that perseverance on the other side. And it wasn't time for me to preach to you, oh, this is perseverance and this is the pain and you're right. gonna have power. It was to just really listen to you as a man. Mm. The Bible says first natural, then spiritual. And most, uh, I don't, I'm not a church basher. Obviously I'm a great proponent of our local church, but sometimes in the church, we often act extremely churchy and we go spiritual before going natural mm. as if we were never natural in the first place. Wow. 
And I think if the natural man is built up because you are robbed at gunpoint while you're listening to worship, which to me automatically meant that God picked you. He could trust you with trouble. That's why he chose you. It's not my job to reinforce it at that moment. It's my job to help you understand that I feel for you. It's empathy. It's not sympathy. It's empathy. Like, whoa, it's a scary moment too. What if I'd have lost my friend? What if my friend would have lost her husband? All the dreams. What if, what if baby girl would have lost her father? I get it in that moment. Even though I weren't, I wasn't in your shoes. I've been in your shoes in different aspects. And I think the first thing before trying to put a Band-Aid on a gunshot is to really talk about how powerless it feels to have somebody put a gun at our head and threaten the future that God promised us, that you're listening to in worship. Like, wait a minute, this, this worship is about my future and my spirit, but then my situation is antithetical to what's, what I'm listening to. This is an oxymoron. Right. Um, I'll say this and I'll let you respond. I, I call it God job security. Mm. He will always allow there to be something that you cannot overcome without him. Wow. So for the rest of your life, you're going to be searching for him. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. And and you, you alluded to a, a comment that you make often. You, you said, you know, whenever I call you, um, you know, there's moments where <clears throat> I think back to that day, how you leaned in, um, and I'm like, man, how, how did he get there? So mm -hmm. what, what would be would it be good for me, for Peter, for those that are viewing is like, how did you get to where you're at? Because I know that you've been through some things. How much tissue do we have? We have Kleenex. <laughs> but I use my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I learned at an early age that I'm not in control. Mm. It brings tears to my eyes now because every now and then, especially as a man, particularly uh, not being racial, but it's just obvious as an African-American man, I learned I'm not in control. Mm. Whether it was racist comments that kids made when I was young, whether it was being pulled over by the police. When I say pulled over while I'm walking, I just visited Odessa and my mind reflected back to when I am literally pulled over as I'm walking to a choir concert with a robe on. Police officers making fun of me. Their lights are shining. You know, they eventually let me go. But just the different things. And, and that's enough outside the home. But inside the home, if I'm going to be candid, the physical and the sexual abuse that went on inside of our home. My stepfather, who was a heroin addict, as well as an alcoholic, who brutally beat my mother, both brutally beat us and sexually abused my sister. Uh, my brother and I had to help him syringe his arm. We were glad that he could get a vein. Some of his friends would shoot up in their legs and unfortunately their toes. I learned early on in poverty, I am not in control. Wow. And to me, that stripping, geez, that stripping. Now, you don't learn it right off the top. Mm -mm. You try to validate it in sports or sex or women or ego. But there's this constant reminder 
God is really saying you're not in control. So when you learn that you're not in control, it's easier to accept his will. Now, what is his will? Obviously, his will is his word because it, it can be confusing. Oh, man, it must just be his will that I just stay in this impoverished situation. That's not his word. So obviously, I had this endless search of reading these 31,102 verses trying to find out who am I? Mm-hmm. What am I? Didn't meet my father till around 10. Actually, we met him at like seven. We got to stay with him at 10 because we would have been caught up in the child protective system because my stepfather beat up my sister really bad. Uh, the reports are going to go out. So we were whisked away with my aunt. She gets in contact with my father. We get to stay with my father for several months. Within a year and a half, my father dies. I'm 12 by this time. So from that stepfather who's in and out of prison, he's a heroin addict. My mother, I love my mother. She's an amazing woman. But at that time, she was addicted to these violent men. Uh, one of her boy's friends overdosed. Uh, another one was on crack. This one was on heroin. I could go on and on and on. And that taught me, not only are you not in control, but you need help. Now, where does help come from? It's easy to say help comes from God, but that's that. Yes, that's true. But let's look for help in human form. Mm -hmm. And if I come to minister to someone that is homeless, I got to first feed them or clothe them or help them or listen to them. So when you call, even though we're friends and tight and known each other for 20 plus years, the first thing that kicks in me is just listen, empathy. What would it feel like to be you? Mm. And Lord, I don't know if I would have passed the test. My ego might would have tried to fight and then I would have had a bullet hole in me. Or the feeling of now you got a gun to your head. How do you feel? You're powerless once again. You're this five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old little boy once again who's violated. That's the deeper part of, so it's a blessing to actually listen to you, to try to encourage you because being you is like, (laughs) that's Superman. You're Superman in that moment. So I'm here to listen to Clark Clark Kent, Mm. you know? Yeah. That's my take. And and, and it's (laughs) it's wild that you say that because I think we've had these conversations about how many young men... And, and Peter, you know how this feels like, like, especially when they see you, if, if you, if you walk into an environment, the first thing they say is how much you bench, right? How much you squat, what you do for a living, how what much you money f- you make, right. how many properties you have, what, what kind of car you drive. And as you, as you were alluding to earlier, man, we've, we've done young men, especially I'm going I'm to speak on young men just cause we've kind of, we were talking about this prior to, but we've, we've done a disservice of, of really allowing them to see inside of our life. Mm. To be able to know, man, like what you was watching was a was a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old boy that has not healed. Mm. That is that is trying to cover up his his scars, mm. excuse me, his wounds, because they, they scars when they're healed, but mm-hmm. trying to cover up the wounds by success, mm-hmm. by the women, mm-hmm. by the by the fame, yeah, by the affirmation. And you know, bro, like we we've we've had these conversations and and in the past and even currently just of how young men are so lost on who they are. 
There, they'll continue to be lost if we keep hiding like Adam. Adam hides. I can't prove this, but I think it was his idea to cover himself with fig leaves. Now, the Bible does say they, you know, so it was a decision. But they covered themselves with fig leaves, which the leaves started out green. But if you tie green leaves together over time, the green leaves begin to turn brown right. and they begin to crumble. They 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 will not last. And something you said in terms of like we, we're not even what's wrong with us as a generation of men that we're so insecure that we don't even tell the truth to young men. Right. <laughs> What are we, who are we trying to measure up to? We would rather see them go through all of the stages of lust or masturbation or anger or rage or gangs, rather than to say, I had an ego too. I dealt with lust too. This is not how you handled this situation. I have been there. Obviously, some of us haven't overcome it, number one. Right. Number two, we are so insecure that we don't want to just open our shirts and say, this is me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this, is, is this what David was dealing with when he was supposed to be at war? So scripture tells us that it was the King's day or something like that. It was the day that they supposed to be out at war. And my Mm. man is sleeping, taking Mm. a nap. How often are we not walking out our calling mm. because we're taking a nap mm. Mm. or we're, we're, we're playing video games too much or, 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 or we're, we're scrolling and in, in, in seeking for relationships in the DMs mm. and we're napping and then he wakes up mm. and he finds what he shouldn't have found, which was a young lady taking a bath. Now, I've heard this before, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that Ooh. attraction isn't the sin. It's the action after the attraction. Come on. Come on. And he finds himself wanting to feed his flesh now yeah. because of what he saw. But he should have been sleeping in the first place. What are we doing? Mm. We're sleeping on we sleeping on these young men. And then we have to wait. And then, Dow, you have to deal with it when they come to the hospital. Because we talked about this. I know you get frustrated, right? Because he worked in the hospital. He's like, look, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I'm not going to argue and, and complain about what I see on TV until I start waking up young men and tell them stop taking a nap. Your calling is dying. Mm. Your mm. purpose is going to go into the grave without being birthed. Mm. 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 How many people are dying with their purpose instead <laughs> of dying on purpose? Jeez. Like, let us go on purpose and not with Ooh. the purpose. Right? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're putting way too much in the grave. I'm yeah. sorry. It's way too rich down yeah, in the grave. So many people not walking out their calling because they're coming into the hospital and they're on the, their last breath, right? Mm, mm, mm. Now, obviously, God's timing is God's timing. But there are some things that we got to be, that we're responsible for. David was responsible for his decisions. Mm, mm, mm. And there was a child that came. I mean, like there was just a domino effect. Mm. Of things that he had to deal with because he was sleeping when he should have been walking out his calling. We sleepwalking around here, bro. Like, what's going on? Help me out, Vince. Like, what what are we doing? This is why you're an expert, man. Stop it. First of all, (laughs) I think we've got to do an autopsy on the nap. 
What caused this man to sleep or nap so vehemently that he... See, we there's several different reasons why a man will sleep. Sex is one of them. Okay. <laughs> amen. Let's just be honest. <laughs> married um, men, amen. I'm gonna say you married men, amen. With that, if you ain't married, just, then that's a whole nother pot. <laughs> this 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 is true. Um, if you're not married, it's still probably your problem. But anyways, <laughs> but this nap to me could be several different things. I am not sure, but could it be possible because he was a warrior? Does he now get into idolizing himself? Oh. Does he now have this ego because we have won the battle, won the war? So I'm going to nap. For some things, naps are normal. They're natural. But then some things, if you sleep too long, it can be a problem with your body. I think we have to dig into why he was really taking a nap. And then why he didn't, if, if the nap was so interesting, why didn't he go back to sleep after seeing Ooh, naked? I wasn't ready for that. Bathsheba. I wasn't ready. <laughs> on the roof. They, they say in those times that it was common for a woman to bathe on the roof, but was it, it doesn't necessarily, history doesn't necessarily dictate that it was normal for a king to be caught looking at one woman. Mm. This is David. Many wives, many concubines at that time. Why the woman on the roof? The things that we see after we take a break are important. You mentioned we're so, sometimes we're napping, we're sleeping on our job. And I think we're sleeping on so many other things. One of the things within that story is that one of the nuggets within that story is that if a king summoned a woman, she had to come. Right. Which meant now this is his power over her. Mm. A little bit of misogyny in that as well. Because she she is powerless. She has to come to him. And then he sent, that's a whole nother thing, because it's pre-med it's premeditated adultery, it's premeditated sex. It's most of the things that we do, God's warned us. Two, three, four, five, a million times. And he's giving us a way it. out. He always gives us a way out. There it is. He always gives us a way out. But we're gonna do what we want to do. So so let, let's let's unpack this. How important is it to have the right people in the right seat in your life? Jeez. Because if I I've done it. I've I've, it. I've I've done I've made a million dumb mistakes. But I've also been called on a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. Dow can tell you, like, huh. You beat me to it. You and me too have done dumb mistakes. You you beat me to it. He sent the men to go get her. Why didn't the men say no, David? There's too much at risk. Which means that a two, how can two or three walk together lest they agree? So our circle of influence is important. No man had the gall, the courage, the intrepid, bold faith to say, sir, is this what we want to do? Sir, this could get you in trouble, sir. And this becomes a problem also with David when he tries to hide his sin. Obviously, he gets Bathsheba right. pregnant. He tries to then now lure in uh, Uriah to sleep with his wife. So the men that that were sent to go get Uriah to come in and sleep with his wife, why didn't they say no? Because culture says it's okay, right? There it is. 
culture says it's okay. Like, yo, no, 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 go, there it is. Go smash that, right? And 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 there's there's man, it's there's never going to be any consequences. No, there will be. Mm. There will be. I mean, well, we see it all the way through Genesis, mm. right? Mm. When we start to lie and deceive, and it just it it, it becomes a domino effect of just generational curses. Mm-hmm. We just carry it. No, nah, that's not really my wife. That's my sister. That's my friend. What? <laughs> what are we doing? Abraham said, yo, I'm more concerned about me than her. <laughs> but that but that lie, that, that deception, those white lies just continue to carry throughout. Yeah. Like, like who are we? We're only lying to ourselves mm. at the risk of our purpose never fully being walked out. I'm, that's heavy. I'm convicted right now because there are different levels of, it's never enough. Mm. We spend too much money. We eat too much food. We look too much at other people's spouses. We look too much at other things on our phone. It's never enough. And to me, it goes back to, we think we're in control. Only to find out this is not going to lead where we think it should lead. And then we're so caught up in it back to the same point that we won't even tell another generation of young men. This is not what you want to do, young man. Mm. I can honestly say that my stepfather and some of the other men around him would say, you don't want to be like me. As much as that was tough or horrible to say it was truth that helped me you don't go to prison like me young blood you don't want to drink like me you don't want this needle in your arm you you don't you don't want this now if drug addicts and alcoholics and men that seem to be at their bottom shelf of life can tell the truth Mm. then that means other men think that they're too high to tell the truth And to me, the poorest man, the addict, the alcoholic, whoever it is, telling the truth is higher than the man that's lying with more money or less addictions. Wow. That's wild. I never even thought about that. The random men. (laughs) and, and, And you probably see it. People come into the hospital, you know, at a point where they're just like, I'm just, I don't have nothing else to hide. Let me just lay it out here, you know. And it seems to be, as you said, the cultural norm where we where we confuse the kingdom mindset with the culture mindset is let me uh, let me put on this show mm-hmm. mm. because the show will provide mm. me with more. Mm. If I if I can just put on, it, it's almost like every day we wake up, we walk into the the closet and say, "Where's Saul's suit at? Let me put on Saul's suit." Let me try to go fight this war with Saul's suit, even though it don't fit. David took a step, and it says he took, I think it said it, he took either, I think it's depending on what version, he took a step or two where he took another step with Saul's suit on. But he had enough wherewithal to say, nah, this ain't going to fit. This ain't fit for your boy. But he does this at a younger age. Mm. I forgot <laughs> about that for it. Yes. See, let's, for the listeners and listen. 
flag ass. But listen, he's a Bible scholar. Stop it. So your first Samuel 16 is David is chosen, which is a whole nother thing we got mm. to go into. He's, mm. His father forgot that he even had an eighth son. Right. Because he's the baby and the baby can often be overlooked. Some aspects spoiled, but often overlooked. That's a whole nother pod. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we want to go down that path. Sorry. <laughs> the next chapter, he kills Goliath. Mm -hmm. Scholars say he was in between maybe 14 and 17 or so, or seven, maybe 17. Like so he's younger. And I'm watching the younger he is, the more honest he is. At 16 or 17, he's like, it's obvious that I can't fit Saul's armor, even though Saul and the other people are telling me to put it on to go fight Goliath. It's amazing how young kids, they're honest, they're brutally honest. But the older you get, you learn how to hide because you don't think honesty works. Mm. <laughs> so there's a difference between this 16, 17 year old David than this David who was full grown summoning Bathsheba, who is naked, bathing on a roof. He had a kingdom mindset when he was younger. He had a culture mindset when he was faced with an opportunity to sin. Lord, like he knew who he was. He was like, yeah, this ain't gonna fit. Like how often do we put on a show? How often do we put, we go in and we put on the, 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 the Superman suit, right? It's too big. I can't fly in this, but I'm gonna try anyway. And I'm gonna go jump off the building. Knowing that it's weighing me down. Well, you said it with culture. Could it be possible that David's heart, now obviously we we lay, we take nothing from David. He was a man after God's own heart. Right. He was constantly trying to get it right. But could it be possible that the culture of the palace or the kingdom corrupted him? Mm. Which is why if you're listening to us, we're honing in so deeply on let the younger generation know the truth. Come on. Come on. Because they're getting ready to enter into life, college, and beyond into a system in the company, a system in the family, a system in the church whereby they're going to find things out that will blow their mind. Right. And then their flesh says, let me acquiesce to the culture rather than rising up and being a spiritual leader. I would have loved to have, to have, Heard someone drop those, well, if we could see in the text, somebody would have been like, yo, David, there's going to be a season of your life mm. where you're going to have influence and power. Mm. And there's going to be a day you're going to need to go to war. Mm. And you're going to be taking a nap. Mm. And you're probably going to wake up and you're, and you're going to be walking around your mansion. You're going to be looking at your cars in the garage and you're going to walk outside and there's going to be a, a house next to you and there's going to be a young lady playing tennis on her property. Yes. She's going to have on some tights and she's going to look good, David. Yes. But let me tell you what I did. I messed up. That's it. Like they like have that conversation with them early and say, Hey man, not only did I mess up, but I lost it all. Mm, mm, mm. I lost my family mm. and I almost lost my soul. Mm. I almost took my soul. Like we, we, we don't share those vulnerable, transparent stories. We only want to tell them how great we were. Mm. How back when we was in high school, we was the man. How back when we was in college, we, we, we was, you know, we was knocking them off. Yeah. Right. 
And then when we made it to the next level, that's why we got all this. That's, that's, that's why I got all the, all the things. Well, and I think you're dealing with such a greater weight because kids are listening to you, which is great, but you're firemen putting out fires. The issue is that they're not hearing it from fathers mm. and uncles, many of them in the home. And so sometimes by the time as a pastor, by the, when the kid comes across my desk, there's been so much damage already done. Right. You and I, we're trying to rework something that father or mother exposed them to. Yeah, that's crucial. <laughs> it is. And in and, and culture's time, we've actually made it okay to have fatherless homes. You know, P. Dow's got, you know, you know. Wow. Right? It, and it doesn't even, it's not just black, it's, Taylor. Okay. It, I mean, this is all, this is all races, right, Taylor? Right? So, so we yeah. got, it, if y'all could see this, it'd be beautiful, but we got all, all nations represented in this room, right? Um, and so, Dow, like, we've had conversations. You know what I mean? So, like, what we see as far as fatherless homes, you can be, what we know, what we all four can, can, can identify with is that you can be present and not be present. <sighs> Say that again. <laughs> And what we've done as a culture is said it's actually okay. As long as you bring home the bag, right? Wow. As long as you bring home the bag, then they must call you dad. <laughs> but that's not the king, the kingdom way. That's it's, not keeping the kingdom in the household. It's not. Like sitting down having the hard conversations. <laughs> sitting down and actually saying, son, at the appropriate age. These are some things, these are some dis decisions that I made that altered my path. I often look at the men who are not saved, but yet they're married. It's still a fatherless home if the man does not acknowledge the heavenly father. Mm. Oh, say that one more time. So there are even more fatherless homes because if the father or the man in the home does not acknowledge the heavenly father, the home is still fatherless. And fatherlessness is the gateway for a lot of things. Oh God. At least all kind of sickness. Sickness, disease, identity crisis, sexuality. Who am I? And what am I called to do? The, the role of a father, both biblically and should be now, I'm not saying you should dominate your wife or the person you're having a kid with, but the father's job was really to name the kid, not so much in actual name, but in the meaning. Mm. And we have a lot of men who don't even know who they are. So then you have a kid who does not even know the meaning of his name or why he was named. So no wonder suicide is the second leading cause of death right now, becoming the first leading cause of death. It, it's something you said earlier. You said the Lord spoke to you, said, if you didn't forgive, you would have carried the weight and the anxiety, which could have led to suicide. But why would why would I live if I don't think my name means anything? Mm. If I don't know who I am, if I don't value me, what's worth living? All right. Yeah, it's. Uh, wow. We were talking about the word idol, and I'll let you respond. It's just something that's brewing in my mind. Because you were saying earlier, anything could be an idol. 
And it's something that just kind of came across my spirit, I-D-O-L. I don't optimize life. If idol is something that I put over God, that means I really, I don't optimize my life. Mm. I'm optimizing everything else that doesn't give me life rather than the life giver himself. <laughs> the thing that keeps me addicted to Jesus, Lord have mercy, is that the fact that he said he was coming back mm. one day. Not only is he living in me, I've accepted him, but he promised to come back. Yeah, I want to live to see him. And even if I'm gone, by the, if I go before you, the Bible says that the dead, this is probably too heavy, but the <laughs> dead in Christ are going to rise first. Yeah. And then those of us who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Come on. I've done so many funerals lately and it just... It's always a reminder that I'm, I'm either going to be healed physically or spiritually, but I have a great hope. <laughs> we don't, it's not like we're without hope. Yeah. We're waiting on Jesus to come back. That's real life. Too many people have fell in love with this life. Mm. That's why they idolize. So now I don't optimize my real life. I think what I've got right now, whether it's a chain, whether it's money, whether it's a girl, whether it's sex, whether it's porn, uh, whether it's real estate. I'm not, I mean, have it all. Right. That's that well, except for the porn, but have it all, right? It's okay to have money. It's good. The Bible says it answers all things. Have real estate, have a great life. But idolizing it means that mm -hmm. you think that this world is all. Mm. The when I used to work in for a mortgage company, the amount of people that called me who could not handle foreclosure or bankruptcy because they were used to having money. They did not know what to do. Mr. Doc, what do I do? I'm broken. I might as well take my life. Sure, because you thought that was your life. Wow. And I, I couldn't, I, wor I, I worked in corporate America. I couldn't really lead them to Christ, but there was a way that God would give me and that they would be like, there's something different about you. And I'm just trying to tell them just, just that, you know, Mr. So-and-so, there's some basic things we can do to help you out. Mm. You might not get exactly what you want. You might have to sell the property. We might have to do a short sale where we sell the property and figure out how to deal with the deficiency balance. So you might have to sell the property and you might have an excess. We might have to deed, uh, do a deed in lieu. We might have to create a repayment plan or so on and so forth, but you will get through this. Yeah. So whoever, I just feel led in my spirit, whoever's listening to us right now, if you're listening to us right now, the thing that's keeping you crying when nobody else can see the secret pain and the tears on the pillow, you're going to get through it. Yeah. God has never failed. I think that's what you secretly had in you when that gun was at your head. Indirectly, you knew on the inside that God has never failed you. Never failed, bro. Mm. The things that I had been through even before that, my run-ins with mm. police departments being pulled over, almost gunned down in front of my daughter's daycare to 
a multitude of things that we won't get into. Mm. But yes, he's never failed. He's never left me, never forsaken me. Mm. And to hear that I had to forgive in that moment. As I'm listening to you, I'm like, man, like, you know, our, 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 our friend King David, he was a king, but he didn't have someone as the Lord and Savior's dominion in his heart in that moment. And what I hear you saying is like, when we don't understand how to optimize life because we have an idol, he was idolizing possibly his, his role and what he had control over. Um, it's important that we understand to have people in our lives that, that can speak into our life and be able to have hard conversations or be able to just be there and listen. Um, I use this acronym of, of uh, all kinds of acronyms, but there's one that just comes to mind when I think about relationships, right? So having community and boundaries, it's a cab, you know, are you able to get, are you able to get access to a cab? You have access to community mm. and boundaries because mm. without those mm -hmm. life can be dangerous. That's fire. <laughs> you got to have community, right? Like we ain't seen each other down in some years. And y'all came over like a couple days before my birthday. So we yeah. don't, we don't, we don't run together every single day, but I have community and also have boundaries. You know, y'all, y'all have an inside, y'all, y'all have an inside scoop of my life. So that there are, there are no secret enclosed doors. Right. Cab is community and boundaries. That's fire. I, I, you know, so when you don't have it, imagine trying to get from one place from where you're at to where God is calling you in New York with no cab. Mm. The beauty about cabs is the cab driver, he knows New York in and out. So you can get in your car and be like, man, I'm trying to get over here to uh, New York Avenue or wherever. Because I know how to get there. But cab drivers, mm. well, they live and breathe how to get through New York. We've been in and out of traffic. Mm. Mm. Who can you call? Mm. Can you call your community when, when life gets hard and like, yo, this is what I'm dealing with? Do you have the boundaries in your life that can make sure that you don't go over and send somebody to go get Bathsheba? Too many of us are dying, bro. Like, and, and, and these young men, I know we can, I'm not, we're not getting on the young women today. We're talking about the young men. Yeah. We're not keeping it kingdom by keeping it real. Mm -hmm. I have this saying of, you know, vulnerability is, is a vehicle for victory. That's right? it. <laughs> now, you can't be vulnerable with everybody. Right. Right. But you can be transparent, though. Mm. And transparency is the transportation system for transformation. <laughs> so I don't always have to be vulnerable, but but there's 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 the places where I need to be. Like I had to be vulnerable and transparent with you. Yeah. Same with you. Like I've told you my I've told you my frustrations, mm. the things that irk me. And I'm grateful to have the community that I have because without that, I would not be able to be here today. Like, I don't know if, if, if you, I don't know if you would have responded differently, right? Um, the conversations we've had behind closed doors, um, the ability for you to sit, like we were sitting in Panera and I was having to make a move mm. and I was afraid. And you was like, bro, mm. you got to step out on faith. I'm like, but V, I don't know where I'm going. Like he telling me to go, the Lord. And I'm like, man, I just don't, uh, I like comfort. Mm. Wow. And you held me accountable. Mm. 
And I don't know if you, I don't remember that Panera Bread over there off 30. Yeah. Right? We met there and, and, and you, he was like, look, this is what I need you to do. He's the conversation I need you to have. But we don't have that. It's, it's weird. We live in this world where we always want, if we want people in our life, we only want them to tell us the good things. Like, like help, help me understand where we went wrong with this discipleship piece, because I, I believe that's kind of important to Jesus. He kind of showed us, but I only want you in my life to tell me the things that I want to do. Because we want followers and not fire. The fire is the only thing that will purify, mm. but we want followers. Followers, they like, they give hearts, they comment, they share. They say great things that blow smoke. And I'm not saying that some of the things that they don't say aren't real, but you have to buffer that because admiration is often the gateway to failure. Mm. So many people can admire you and that admiration begins to build failure because it becomes idolization of you. We talk about idolizing all these other things. Sometimes we idolize us and we post and go back and look to see how many comments, how many likes have idolized us. I'm not saying this is every person, every time people post, but I'm saying let's check ourselves. Let's check ourselves. Do we have the right community? Do we have the right boundaries? Mm. What you said there, that's... I can live the rest of my life off that bread because it'll feed me the crumbs to destiny. Community, what kind of community? And I think if we're going to build a healthy society, we're going to have to point people back to the king. Amen. It's not our domain. It's the king's domain. Right. And within the king's domain, let's show them how to have fun. Let's show them how to party the right way. Let's show them how to have money, success the right way. Let's show them how to have all of our fulfillments the right way. Right. There was for David to look at Bathsheba. She's a beautiful woman. I learned this from an older man. I was single and I remember I was like, man, what do you do when you see a fine woman? Like, how do you handle that? He said, well, he said, number one, it's normal. He said, the first time you see it, you ought to be like, man, that's just, that's God's glory. He said, he told me a joke. He was like, God is like, the first look, son, that's on me. That's just my glory. <laughs> now the second look, that's on you. <laughs> that's what you're trying to make your story. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And the older you get, you start realizing, wait a minute. Even if she's, this is probably another podcast, another episode. Yeah. Even if she's fine, 36, 24, 30. That's great. But what does that look like at 60 or 70? Or should God allow you to live to 80? Mm. What do you do when you can't respond physically? This is bad. Mm. When you can't get it up, when your testosterone is gone down, does that fulfill you? Or does she have a brain? Or do you have a brain? Are you connected to her heart? Have you created great memories or family or grandchildren? Or is it about this present day moment while you're young and you think you're in charge. Hmm. I, I've, I've found in studying marriage in these 40s, <laughs> okay, 
The testosterone will begin to slightly dip for men typically after 40. You know, I'm preaching to the choir. It, it tends to dip, go down, while the woman's estrogen also begins to go down. I've learned that it doesn't mean that women don't have testosterone. They don't have a lot of it, mm-hmm. not as much as we do. And it's not that we don't have estrogen. We don't have a lot of it, not as much as they do. So as your testosterone is going down, her estrogen is going down, God meant for us to meet each other in the middle. Mm. So when she was asking you to hold her, comfort her, now you want to be held and comforted because you're no longer at a stage. And most people fall in love with stages. Mm which is why they can't get over high school careers or college careers or even short times in the NFL. What do you do when the cheering stops and you can't transition it to another champion of life? Wow. We have to have different victories. To me, that's kingdom. That's kingdom. Wow. That is kingdom. Wow. Wow. We've gotten it wrong and, and, and we continue to enter, we continue to entertain things that are feeding us the wrong narrative Mm. all day long. Mm. We're buying into the lie. Mm. There were lies being bought in in the beginning, Mm. still being bought into today. Mm. And man, I'm so grateful that like these conversations are are so like we we've had, we talked about this, taking our private conversation and make it public because this is how, when we have these conversations, man, it, it is life-changing for me. And I know that had I not picked up the phone and called you today, had, had God had not crossed our paths, I would not be in the position I am today to be able to talk about his glory and to be able to share his story. And, and bro, we were talking, you know, pre pre pod about this, how this event that, that God has given me an opportunity to be a part of called field to faith where hundreds of students show up from different churches all across the city to hear the gospel by our guy, Brandon Friedman, some amazing worship, TCAL Church, um, about the support. And and this, this is a kingdom mindset, right? Yeah. Because in order for that to be pulled off, the pastors of those churches have to have a kingdom mindset. The parents of those households have to have a kingdom mindset. Because everybody wasn't there, but there was a lot of different churches there. There were a lot of different nationalities, age groups there, 7th grade through 12th grade, saying, hey, we're going to cancel our Wednesday night. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to show up in the same place to hear a message from the one and only God. Mm. And because of the mindset, the kingdom mindset of those around the city, and even those across the world, because that event that, that you've seen that video, that wasn't just only in Mansfield, Texas. It was all across the world. Wow. Like you have it in different cities and different different states all across the world the same night. Some of them, may they may alter day and night, but bro, you have to have a kingdom mindset. But what happens when you see something like that? That's community. Mm-hmm. And that's a boundary because when we don't have that, we are wandering, lost. Mm. And, and we are falling victim to the line and narrative of culture but you got to have community. You got to have people that are walking with you that will let you know that, no, oh, no, no, man, you don't need to go over there. You don't need to send nobody to go get her. Or they're just there as community to listen. Right. And so, you know, Taylor, can you, can you, can you, uh, can you run this video? Let, let, let's, I just want to, 
I want to take a look. I want the viewers to see this, those that may not have seen it, but this is this is a kingdom video that that, that is only possible mm. um, because of what God is doing in and through the lives of those in the city of Mansfield, around the city of Mansfield. There are people, but there are people that have been praying for this event to happen for years. Wow. And I'm super grateful that I'm still here, that there are things that did not take place. Because these hundreds, there was over a hundred decisions on that evening. Wow. A hundred people gave it. A hundred decisions made it. Yes. Seventh through twelfth grade. Let's take a look at this real quick. Let's uh step in the scene with the fly, how to keep it so steady, don't fall for the fox, how to cut out the session, he got in the crop. Oh look, spiritual weapons when miracles happen, I'm never surprised cause it got they serving on Hannah Montana, ain't switching my banner like David, we slinging on rock. We kicking this beating, why serve you sure? Even if it mean I'm bleeding. Come kill my flesh, my soul still breathing. Speak through me. Yeah, yeah. This heart keep beating, these lungs keep singing. Come and step into the kingdom, for the ones mistreated. So the day we sing, it's feel like the moment we seek in the day we can sing up the water, get freedom to walk. Walk, 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 walk. We walk, get back to the finish. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I got the light shining, come get it. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I see the people trying to bring them with me. We got a light, tell them come and get it. Yeah. We walk. Wow. Bro, I get emotional. Come on, watch that, man. Mm. At night, I got home probably about 12 o'clock, and it was text mm. message after text message after text message. One of the parents was like, yo, my kid got in the car. That ain't the same kid. Mm. My kid got in the car in tears. A young boy. He got in the car. Him and his friend gave his life that night. Like, what are we doing, V? Mm, mm, mm. You've been doing ministry a long time. Help us get it right, bro. Like, like help. I, I think you're a shining example of what needs to be done. The Bible says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, few. they're few. I have the privilege of overseeing our prison ministry. <laughs> Nobody wants to go in the prisons for whatever reason, but their souls there. Nobody wants to do youth ministry, but their souls there. Nobody wants to do homeless ministry. Their souls there. Nobody wants to really evangelism is basically dead specifically in America. Nobody wants to go. I'm not saying you have to knock on doors, but nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to flag people down. No, nobody just wants to witness to the caddy. Nobody wants to witness to the CEO. Nobody wants to witness to the person at the grocery store or at Hobby Lobby or it, we just, we've, it's about us. Hmm. We idolize us. 
we're not really optimizing our life. It's, it's all a, about us. It's crazy. Like you, you started the whole idol thing. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I have the saying that I tell my 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 the guys that I I try to disciple. Man, I say, hey, it's better if you die. Mm-hmm. It's better if you die. Mm-hmm. Like wake up. I know it sounds weird, but when you wake up, when you open your eyes, give God the glory. But then you need to die to yourself. Wow. It's better if you die. The world is better off because like Sylvester's not going to get it right. Sly's not going to get it right. If I die, Holy Spirit have control. It's better. It's better if you die, because if not, I'm idolize myself. You made it so simple, man. I just heard something or got something that I didn't get before. You were talking about David napping, sleeping. Okay. Where are we going? When you sleep, your body is somewhat, you know, the Bible will actually say the word sleep as if it's death. The wrong part of him was dead. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get that before. So he wakes up. Now he wants to live in what should have been dead. Wow. And if we don't allow this flesh to be crucified, it's going to get us in some trouble. I know. I'm not saying this from a standpoint of perfection. Right. The Bible says no good thing dwells in the flesh. (laughs) That's tough to accept. It is. I work out. I run. Some put makeup on. I get a tape or a fresh fade. I try to get a gold tea. Every now and then I look, I, I use a little just for men <laughs> to keep the grays away. <laughs> We're investing in the wrong stuff. Yeah. This is about death and life. And by the time we really realize at a hospital or anywhere else that life is for real, sometimes it's too late. It's too late. The Bible doesn't specifically say this, but you can get it from ascertaining from other scriptures. Only what you do for Christ, Jesus Christ, will last. Then why aren't we investing in eternal life? I'm going to go on record for saying a lot of church people are lazy. Mm. We're lazy. We don't read our Bibles. We don't minister to others, or if we minister to others, it's about us. We don't know the basic just salvation prayer. We won't even say it to we don't even say it to our neighbors. We've been in this new property for about a year or so. I met my neighbor next door. Then I take that back. I didn't meet my other neighbor. But other than that, I don't know my neighbors. I couldn't tell you my neighbors' names. Mm. When you said cab, community, and boundaries. How can we have community? We don't even know our, who's in our community. Wow. That hurt. You hurt me on that one. Because now I'm thinking, how many of my neighbors have I shared the gospel with? Wow. We're paying these people at restaurants every time we go out, every weekend, sometimes for me every day because I'm on the road, or the airlines, or we had a nice restaurant last night but we're not sharing the gospel as if we're on fire for Jesus. You know what it is? We keep taking life for granted. We do. We think we're going to have another chance and another chance. And my mother recently lost her husband. 
And it's something that she told me. She said, baby, I just woke up. She said the sun was out. She said it was just a regular day. Death can happen on a regular day when you didn't even expect it. She said it started out as a regular day. And all of these kids going to school who don't know Jesus, we allow these regular days to turn into something else. Who's to say that the school shooting wouldn't happen? I don't speak it. I'm praying that they decrease. But if we don't have the brave Holy Ghost boldness to just invite kids to know Jesus, woe is us. Mm. I don't know if that's proper English. <laughs> woe be unto us. Right. Might sound like old Old Testament preacher. Woe be unto us. Oh, King, New King James. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We saw these kids get on buses. We saw these kids play in our neighborhood and we never invited them or their parents to get to know Jesus. But you know what we did do? We posted on our site. We posted on Instagram. We posted a new TikTok video. We, we said something on threads or Twitter. We played on Twitch. We did something on Facebook. We did something on Pinterest or YouTube, but we didn't actually say if you died today, would you go to heaven? Hmm. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I feel like this is a good landing place, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do another pod. I'm open. And, 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 and I'm thinking landing landing place only because I'm looking I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm looking at your hat. And so I want I I would like to ask you for the viewers to. To walk the, the viewers through that, I, I think it, it would be ministry suicide <laughs> for us to have opened this up and someone watching right now not have that opportunity. So can you look in one of these cameras here, bro, and, and walk, walk them through that? Give them an opportunity. Absolutely. And then as we close, I want to let people know how to how to reach you, where you're at. Um, and actually, let's do that first. And then we're going to close with that. And then... Um, um, so if someone wanted to to reach you, where can they find you? You can reach me typically on any social media site. My Instagram site was recently taken down, but it'll be back up. <laughs> <laughs> I get these revelations from animal videos and somebody got me for infringement. Oh. I said I took it. Yeah. Oh, it was about 4,000 videos. Hey, those videos be fire, bro. <laughs> like, I'm like, where does it come up with this stuff? Where do you, I mean, like, it, it's, it is... It is wild. I'm like, how do you, y'all have to go check it out yourself. You'll see. Cause sometimes I'm just like, how is he coming up? Like, where are you getting this revelation from? But it's, 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 it is, it's life changing. Just, you, you can Google me on YouTube, Vinshar Dobbins. Um, I, I see revelations in regular life. If you don't know who Jesus is and you'd like to get to know him, we would certainly love to pray with you. If you're not sure if you died right now, that you would go to heaven. Do you know? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Or do you think that's just based upon you being a good person or possibly even doing good deeds? The Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus, that God, listen, that he died on the cross for our sins, and that he was raised on the third day and got up with all power in his hands. It's simple. 
you'll be saved. Now, Jesus was crucified. The historian Josephus says that over 360 uh, thorns were braided together. They put a crown of thorns over his skull. He was bleeding, suffering, uh, a type of asthma, um, asphyxia, a hypovolemic shock. They pierced him in between the radius and the corpus bones. They pierced him in between the metal tarsal spaces of his foot. He says, I thirst. He wasn't thirsty for water. He was thirsty for people who would recognize what he's actually doing. He died hours from the sixth to the ninth hour until the sun refused to shine. It was so bad that the sun backed up. So I can't even watch this. The ground began to tremble. And in the end, he hung his head, the locks of his shoulder. The Bible says he gave up the ghost or his spirit. He yielded to death. It was a custom that the Roman soldiers would break the legs of those who did not yield to death. But Jesus yielded to death. Then they pierced him in the side whereby blood and water came out, which is a sign that both Jews and Gentiles, you see all this, what's going on in Israel and Hamas. God loves everybody. This is why we shouldn't hate other people. He bled and died for you and I. All you have to do is confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. You're going to be saved because on the third day, God raised him up with all power. You're in a lifeless situation. You want to commit suicide. You're strung out. You're addicted to drugs or alcohol or women or whatever that lustful thing is. It could be money, real estate, pride or your own ego or whatever you deem as an idol. God will allow you to be resurrected because I know you feel like you're in the dumps right now. I know something seems to be burying you, but where the devil thought he was burying you, you were just being planted to be resurrected. Father, we thank you for those who are believing today. We ask that somehow metaphysically you would wrap your loving arms around each and every person that is listening. God, they might've gone through grief, a loss of a relationship, a loved one, a job, a business, or their very own self-esteem. We ask that the comforting power and the peace of the Holy Spirit would rest, rule, and abide on the inside of them. God, your grace is certainly sufficient. Your mercy has been everlasting. We know that you have already forgiven them because you shed your blood for the redemption of our souls. Now, God, we ask that you would save them and fill them with your spirit. Show them their destiny. Show them who he is. Show them what she's called to do. Lord, I pray that you would give them an expected hope. Show them a great future. In the invincible name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, amen. And hey, if you made a decision, hey, send us a message. You can reach, um, reach Vince. I'm going to say physically, can I say what church you're a part of? Absolutely. At, at the Potter's House. You know, if you're in the Dallas area, go over see him and they have a lot of men's events. If it's a man watching this, they have um, some amazing women, women's events. My mom yes. went to y'all's last one. Awesome. She actually went to it. And so um, listen, if you're in the Dallas area, go check them out. Um, if you made a decision today, there are some next steps, right? This isn't just it. So let us know, send us a message in the chat. Um, and we'd love to help you with those next steps. And just remember, hey, keeping the kingdom is not just a saying, it's a mindset. Until next time, um, man, we love you and we will talk to you